What's up, it's your big homie, Edie Amin, a.k.a. Edie Dom. Young Noble, Outlaw for Life, kicking with the homie Fonzie. BDTV, man, and it's Outlaw for Life. Machiavelli live on, Killer Gaddafi live on. Peace, family. So we're back with it again this week with another exclusive guest. And this time it's the West Coast legend, Nummy Num, a.k.a. Numbskull of the Lunas. What's good, my brother? Hey, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, it's definitely a pleasure and an honor to connect with you. So, um, you look like you're you're in transit right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way to uh mom's house. No matter how famous I am or whatever, if I don't be at her house to help her do some things, she upset. Yeah, yeah, you know that's real. So, um, you're definitely out taking care of family business, and that's good to see. How's things sure. treating everybody that side with um the pandemic and everything? Uh, I mean. It is what it is. They trying to uh, mandate this damn masking again, some shit. Um, you know, I don't. To me, I mean, I. It's it's a lot of bullshit. Yes, it is a it is a virus out there, but it ain't nothing but the flu. You know what I mean? It's not killing. It's not killing all these people like they say. It's not what they say. Put it like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, there's definitely um a lot of different reports on it in different aspects i guess we can't really go too much into it because just like the mass mandate was somewhat muzzled here around social um guideline policies and stuff um so there's only so much we're allowed to expound on to in some of these forums sometimes which is a shame but um not to get too political especially at the start of this interview we want to start with maybe a point that you're quite familiar with but um your biography states that 18 years old was when you first got your big break in the industry by appearing with Drew Down on his LP, and um, that's where the the Ice Cream Man single and stuff came from. So first, we're going to start with that. Um, how did you start out with music? What was your inspirations growing up in Oakland and stuff? And um, when did you start and decide that rapping was your thing? Yeah, we knew we knew rapping was the thing when we was like 15 years old. That's when we knew what we wanted to do, but. It didn't start till really, till we were selling dope at the time. And it really didn't start until the dope, well, the dope didn't dry up. It was just somebody found out that we, was, we had talent and it was like, you guys can't sell no more dope. And it was one of the biggest dope dealers in Oakland. So he actually stopped us from getting any more dope to sell. He told anybody, he told everybody, y'all sell any dope to these dudes, we're going to kill your ass. And, even if we didn't get no more dope after that. <laughs> no, wow. He kept, us in the, he kept us in the studio, though. Changed our lives, so. Okay. So that's quite an interesting start. You know, um, one of the things which we'll get onto a bit more on the Looney's Operation Stacola album, which I thought was quite dope, you guys had on the insert cover like a whole lot of street slang and, and, you know, vernacular and stuff like that, which I didn't think nobody else really did at the time and stuff like that. So it kind of showed that you guys were like young street kids. You kind of, you know, the slang and the stuff that you use and rapped about was so unique. Um, to start with the Ice Cream Man song, because it says that was the song you was heavily featured on. Um, what do you feel about, you know, that record and it going on to be, you know, a single that Master P went on to reuse and stuff as well in a different regard? Ice Cream Man, that was that song was exactly what we were doing at the time. Just we selling dope, you know what I mean? That's what that's what it was all about back then. Me, me, people like me, I I told my mom when I was young, I never bought a nine to five job, so I never have a nine to five job. I'm gonna be a rapper, 
And my only way to that was selling dope, thinking that, you know, I'm going to do it on my own and things like that. But it didn't end up like that. But that's how that started. But Ice Cream Man was actually about where we selling dope at, where we selling dope, how we selling dope, everything. That's how Ice Cream Man was. And when Drew first heard that song, he was like, man, I got it. I got to get on that. And that was actually the first song we did for his album. That was the first song. We didn't know how many songs we were going to have on the album. We ended up having seven. And that was the first song we ever, like, auditioned for him. And as soon as he heard it, we all laid it right then and there. And that became one of the seven songs on the album. Dope. So it's definitely um, a standout song and single. You know, um, and it was on a major release deal because it came out through through Sony, right? And then I believe you guys went on to sign with Virgin. Yeah, well, we was on uh, we were on Virgin. We never, we never went to Sony. Yeah, no, his his song came out with Sony, and then you guys did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you you know signing that deal with um Virgin at a young age, you know, recording the Operation Sokola album. Um, I know it's going back some years, but you know, recounting some of those songs, just the uniqueness of the features and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it coined one of the biggest internationally known songs. I got five on it. What was that like? Five on it. Shit, without, I mean, that song, we knew we always knew that song was gonna be big. We did that song two years before it came out, but we never let anybody hear it, we never performed it nowhere. We kept it to ourselves. We knew that was going to be the one if we got a deal. And it just so happened we did. They heard that song and it, it was over. They were like, yeah, we need that. But when we first heard that song, funny story, we on a, we on the freeway. We're coming from uh, uh, a barbecue. Uh, and, and we heard the song come on the radio. We stopped the entire freeway out here in uh, Cali. And we start dancing and shit all over the freeway. I mean, traffic backed up for miles just while we listen to our song on the radio. It's okay. nice. That's when we know, okay, okay, we did a little something. Let's see where it goes. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, it's it's a worldwide hit with a lot of um, commercial appeal that went on to be, you know, constantly remixed and stuff like that. And um, was it always, did you always plan for it to be like a, you know, such a big weed song or a stoner song, which it kind of became as well. No, we didn't think about it like that. We just, it was a good song to us, and we, that's what we did. We smoked weed, so that was just that. It became the classic, you know, smoker song, which is great. I mean, we love it. We still make money to this day off of, this, off of that song. But um, no, nah, we didn't expect it to do what it did, but we knew it would be, we knew it would be big, but not that big. So, you know, you went out there to um, release some stuff with Digital Underground, and you went with the Digital Underground and stuff for a bit. What was that like? Uh, first of all, man, rest in peace, Shock G, man. I was one of my best friends right there. Uh, the Digital Underground thing, it was like, that came about when uh, when me traveling with them and me doing songs with them came about when me and Yuck started having beef. And, uh, Cleek, which is one of my best friends also, he was always traveling with the youth, always anywhere they went, he would go. And uh, Shock called me one day and asked me, did I want to go on tour? I'm like, hell yeah. Travel with D.U.? 
I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. And uh, ended up me being being on tour with them for five years straight. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, I had a ball with them. I mean, we went all around, went all around the country. I don't, I don't think, nah, we never went overseas. I never went overseas with them, but traveled all throughout. I'm talking about we hit every state in the United States. We did jump in the ground. That was some of the best, best times I've ever had. Right, yeah, I know that sounds like an experience, man. No, I didn't know you did so much time. I know you released the album with Clee, and it did say that you had spent some time like touring and stuff on your biography. Yeah. Now you only Clee and Drake a lot album. That was that was a good album. I, I really I really liked that album. That was a different album for me. But it was pretty good. It was, it was, it was lovely. Well, I was gonna ask about that because musically, you know, you released the the Numb World album, and then you did the album with Clee, but. You did release a follow-up album after that. We heard there was some um, legal issues and stuff, but you had bounced back from that and cleared your name. But um, in terms of the music and stuff, you know, the Numworld album, was there any particular reason otherwise outside of that 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 was just your one album that you dropped? And what was that album like recording it? Because you had a lot of heavy features out there from, you know, the Young Blood, Sean Paul. You had uh, Papa Rue from The Wallers, Devin the Dude, Yuck on... Yuck was out there, the jacket, rest in peace, you know. That album, that was, it was, I didn't even, I didn't even want to, I never even wanted to do a solo album, ever. I didn't care about doing a solo album. I, I started with the Moonies, I was going to end it with the Moonies. That's how I felt back then. But um, that that album came about because somebody just asked me one day, one of, actually the guy who put it out, he was like, man, you got songs, you know, that, that you ain't put out yet? Uh, I, I buy it from you. I buy a whole album from you. And oh, so that was just doing it. Just to do it. Songs with Young Blood and all that shit like that. And I was like, yeah, I got some shit for you. So I just threw him those songs. He gave me, what, $250,000 for the album? I just gave him the songs and let him do what he wanted with it. I really didn't trip on putting that album out. I didn't care if I ever did a solo album. Oh wow, that's crazy. So um I'm guessing you didn't play it back did you play it back much or not really? <laughs> no, not really. I did like I did like some, some songs on there. A lot of songs on there I like. But yeah, I really didn't I really didn't play that album too much. My dude every time I um go pick up one of my boys, he played that out. Okay. That's one what? of his favorite albums. Well, it, it, I think the rareness of it even more so makes it stand out that it's, um, you know, you want solo album apart from the loonies and stuff. Um, you know, you've got your other collaborative efforts and stuff, but, um, that being the solo kind of makes it stand out. Now, you mentioned sort of, um, a bit of a separation point at once with Yup Mouth, um, but then you guys would reconnect and re release, you know, another album and stuff like that and get back touring and stuff. Um, was there a reason you didn't become like a member of like the regime and all that stuff when Yuck was doing all that? That's his. That's his thing. I don't. I don't have nothing to do with that. I'm yeah. I, 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 words are real big with me, and word regime is not something I want to be involved. You know. Okay. Yeah. Rest in peace. So, um, I know we recently heard of the passing of um Gonzo. I don't know if you had any. Um... Yeah, I knew, knew Gonzalez. You know, I knew him throughout the industry. And he used to be with Yuck a lot, and you know, be around, see him in the club and shit when I lived in LA. But I didn't, I didn't know no Gonzalez like that. I, I couldn't 
I mean, uh, what do you think of just um, like a lot of the deaths and stuff that we've seen in hip hop recently, even with a lot of the new generation artists and stuff? Um, do you think that a lot of the, I guess, the street culture that leaks into the music from the 90s has had an effect on what we see now with the younger generation? Man, I can't even, I can't tell you what, what is going for you. Like the generation right now, man, it's it's not it's not what we were in, in the nineties at all. I mean, the 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 music the music right now, I don't know. I guess it comes from a I don't give a fuck type of thing with them. You know what I mean? Because I mean, now this generation it seems like they have no morals. They don't give a fuck about shit. It's like they wasn't even raised with parents. And you know what? That's probably our generation's fault. You know what I mean? We was wild our goddamn selves, but we cared about something. You know what I mean? We especially when it came to our music, we had we we, we had subjects. We talked about something. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I can't say everything is garbage. There's some good stuff, but I mean, damn, the majority is just like, what is that shit? And the record industry it's so fucked up. They they just putting all this shit out. If you if you want to talk about killing your own people, doing drugs, disrespecting women, you can you can basically be famous today. Now, not to say that that we didn't do all of that stuff when we were coming up because we did, but it was done in a different way, man. It's, I guess it wasn't all that. You know what I mean? We had a lot of it, yes. But it wasn't all that. We had subject matter. Nowadays, it's all that, man. And it's like, damn. Y'all don't have shit else to talk about? Which really makes... It's sad because that's... That's where we're going. Our whole... Our whole everything. The whole rap thing. That's where it's going. That's where that's where it's at. That's all we have. It's really messed up, man. Yeah. And they're going to keep putting it out there. They're going to they keep putting it out there because they want our kids to follow that shit. That's how they want They want our kids to be like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did put out a report recently which um, touched on a similar question. And it was based on, you know, can we cancel certain things that we don't like where, you know, they can cancel things that they don't like because it was recently a huge uproar with some stuff that happened with um, the baby and stuff. With that being said, you know, somebody that comes from the generation of hip-hop that you do, do you feel as though the industry has more politically sort of tied the voice of artists nowadays where they're not as free to express themselves without, um, you know, extra sort of repercussions? Man. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. You know, I think it all comes back to how they want us as black people to be. I mean, white kids listen to rap, yes, of course. But the black generation is the ones who go to jail over it, who gets killed over it, shit like that. And they want this. So, yes, it's political. And yes, it's an agenda against blacks. Yes, it is. Definitely. Yeah, and no, it's interesting. We recently spoke to um, Lonzo Williams from the World Class Wrecking Crew. And he spoke on how he thought it was interesting that a lot of the labels had such, um, you know, criminal sounding names at one point, which just ties into the um, prison industrial complexes and stuff. Very true. Very true. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a setup, man, and we can't win, man. First of all, we can't win shit. We can't win anything until we all come together, man. I swear to God. That might sound corny to people and you always hear my say we got to come together, but it's serious, though. If we don't unite, I'm talking about black, white, all types of people. If we don't unite, we cannot go against the powers that be. We can't win because we're too busy fighting each other. No. I mean, definitely. I mean, speak, speaking of even just that, you know, one of the most, I guess, politically driven artists that we've seen that was able to capture a lot of people would have been Tupac Shakur. Um, do you have it? Any experience of just Tupac or what message do you think? Do you think his message could be replicated now with a new artist? Or do you think that just artists like that was just at that one time then and um, the message is out there now if people want to receive it? I mean, who, who, we don't have nobody to take Tupac's place. We don't have nobody to take Martin Luther King's place. Anybody, Malcolm X, because they kill them all. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to step up. They kill everybody who try to help help the uh, black race. They kill them all. All of our heroes that we had from back in the day, all they all were sa- assassinated. That's 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 fucked up. That's really keeping us like fuck y'all. You get nothing. And I mean nowadays, who gonna be who, who gonna risk death to come up and help their own people? It should be a lot of people to do it, but it's not. Man, motherfuckers scared of these motherfuckers. They will kill you if you try to uplift the black race and really, really, like, start a movement <laughs> to help. You're going to die. And people know that, man. I think that's why we don't got none right now. No heroes. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at it like that. And um, especially when we think of some of the older guys, they definitely had... Um, you know, more so movements behind them, but there isn't so many, you know, movements like that again because there's so much division, I think, at the same time. Um, you know, you don't have any, you know, like a new nation or anything like that. There's no big, um, you know, you still have the nation and their functioning and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, as I say, not to get um, too political into this, but I do feel sometimes as artists, you know, a lot of artists have a political voice and stuff too, and it's always been that way, but... I feel as though it's been silenced a lot more throughout the um, push for the new sort of music that they want nowadays. Well, if you if you if you if you're an artist and you have political views and your political views are being heard throughout, say the mainstream, whatever, you're bought and sold. They're not gonna put nobody on TV who who's from the hood with political views or somebody like me with political views that's gonna tell the truth. No way. If if you go if you have political views and they're gonna be heard. You, you, you being ran by something. Seriously. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, switching gears slightly, um, when we're looking at the West Coast and like West Coast hip-hop legends, who would you have in your top five? Oh. I know that's such a shift oh. from the last topic of conversation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, Tupac, of course, Digital Underground, you know. E forty, NWA of course. I mean that's 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 kind of hard because it's it's a lot of big big artists from from yeah, yeah. from the West Coast. Remember, remember Farside? I used to bang Farside. I used to love that yeah, hieroglyphics. Yeah, Souls of Mischief. I mean, it's it's so many it's so many artists. Mac Dre. It's so many artists, man. That's from the West Coast. That was hot. 
uh, Richie Rich and so stuff I really, as well. I really don't have a type five, top five. All of them was cool to me. Everybody was good to me. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of your time with Digital Underground, just to touch on it again, I mean, just for the for the people, what would you, you know, express like in the importance of, um, I guess, groups like Digital Underground in hip hop and just how they serve the hip hop community? Digital Underground, they, I mean, it changed the way you thought about rappers, rap music, you know what I mean? I mean, he came out with this big ass nose on and was all party, you know what I mean? Sexual shit and I mean it was it was a whole different thing with, with Digital Underground. When that if, if when I went on tour with them, I didn't know how to actually perform. You know what I mean? Until I went on tour with them. Yeah, yeah. With the loonies with the loonies we got on stage, you know, we just we rapped and jumped around and shit and acted a fool. But with Digital Underground, I learned how to actually perform, how to create a show. And DU, they um they were voted one of the best groups, like number two, um, oh, um, under Public Enemy to have one of the best shows ever in hip hop. And I saw that when when I went on tour with them. Incredible! I'm talking about incredible, incredible shows. DU, they put a lot a lot of work into to their music, of course, and into how they were seen. You know, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And switching gears from that, you know, just on the music front, can we expect to hear any new music from you? Or you mentioned earlier that you could be working with some new artists and stuff as well. Um, do you want to speak a bit on that? Yeah, I just finished that album uh, myself. This, to me, this will be my first solo album. Cause, okay. Uh, you know, this this will be that one for me. This is one I've been working on ever since I got home. And uh, I got uh, three artists that I'm working with that... Uh, those, their album's gonna come out too. Okay, and they um rappers. Uh, can you give anything away on them? Or? That's gonna be on the album. No, the artists that you working with are they rap artists? Oh, uh, two uh two rap artists and one uh R&B artist. Okay. So we can expect to hear them on your project. Do you have a title for it yet, or it's just uh, you still working on the last? Nah, piece? I really. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about a couple of them, but nah, I haven't picked one yet. Okay, okay. And um, in terms of um, social media, where can, you know, everybody find you at? Yeah, I mean, I got I, I got social sites and all that shit, but man, I, I, I don't, you, I know I'm not got, into that shit. I, 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 mean, I don't I, do, I, I, I go on Instagram sometimes. I, I go post something on there, or something, but that's every blue moon. Man, I don't do the social shit. I don't like I don't like to put myself out there like that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't put pictures of my kids, uh, my family, none of that shit. I don't do the social media thing. That shit is dangerous and it's a fucking waste of time to me. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't but if you if you just you know you wanna if you wanna see me it's nummy.num, I think for uh, Instagram here yeah, and Oh, shit. Just type in Nummy Num, all my shit will come up. And they're going to they gonna get stuff up there, man. Most definitely. Okay. So, um, any last messages that you would give to like young people or young aspiring artists coming up? Um, not, not, to, not to the artists, just to everybody, man. Listen, we have to stop being divided because we can't win against the powers that be. You know what I mean? We need to be together. We have to. We have to get through this. And 
stop listening to the narrative, man. Stop, stop that. No, they anything you hear on mainstream, mainstream TV, it's not for it's not for you. It's a lie. That's what it is. All lies. Read between the lines sometimes, man. Have your own mind. And don't take that fucking vaccine. Please don't. You're gonna be sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh there we go. There we there we have it. Um was from Nummy Num, so we definitely want to say um salute and um keep us updated with the new releases and projects and stuff. And obviously, you know, we'll put the links down that people can check them out and stuff like that too. And um, you know, look forward to reviewing them and playing them ourselves. Especially like your album that you're saying that this is your first album album. So us as fans, we can appreciate and know that okay, now this is your album. You know, we can understand now that um how the other one came about, and this one is one that you'll be working on. In completeness to release. Yeah. So I definitely let you know as soon as I'm ready to talk. All right, most definitely. So um salute family. We definitely want to say um peace to the family. This has been Nummy Numb, and we out on this one for this week. Peace. Peace family. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and check us out on bout.online.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook for exclusive playlists and social media for all different types of segments and content.